And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. 20%. Go to the website right now, manscaped.com. Pick yourself up a lawnmower 3.0. Maybe you want to pick up some ball deodorant. And now maybe you're sitting here going, I didn't even know ball deodorant was a thing. Well, Go check it out, manscaped.com. And remember, if you want to pick something up, use our promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. We're looking out for you. We don't want you to struggle. We want you to thrive. We want you to be alive. And Manscaped and High Button Sports are coming together to help that happen for you. That was a pretty good ad. Um, If you or a company you know would like to sponsor uh, the High Button Podcast, please let us know. Go to our email, thehighbutton at gmail.com. Get in touch with us. We'll send you our packages and we'll let you know our advertising prices and we can go from there. Uh, so we appreciate all the support from the local companies around here and people that buy clothing. Um, if you want your company to be mentioned on the podcast, you let us know. We'll go from there. All right. Uh, today on the High Button Podcast, we have Jim Midgley. Jim, well, actually, I guess I could say his new role. He's the he's a scout for the Philadelphia Flyers in the Atlantic provinces here. It's great because we just had Trevor on and he was saying that, you know, not a lot of places in Canada are playing hockey other than here in the Atlantic uh, provinces. So Jim was here. He was coaching professional over in Germany last year. He decided to stick around this year and take the role with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, he also won a Memorial Cup with the Halifax Mooseheads with that whole Nate McKinnon and Jonathan Drouin and that crew. And actually, it, it's perfect timing because Dom uh, Ducharme, who was just named the head coach of the excuse me, Montreal Canadiens, uh, was the head coach of the Halifax Mooseheads with Midge when they won the Memorial Cup back then. So it'll be good to see uh, some insight from Midge about how he thinks Dom's going to do up in the Montreal Canadiens organization as a head coach. So it should be a good episode, all right? I'm Justin. We're talking to Midge, or I guess Jim Midgley, uh, and it's going to be a good one. Here we go. High Button Sports. You know what comes next. Here we go. Midge, we're going. How's life? Good. Good? Yeah. What's today? Wednesday? Midway through? No, Thursday. Thursday, yeah. How's the Thursday treating you? The Thursday Thursday's morning? Thursday's pretty good. Thursday's good. Got the dog walk in. Uh, got a little wet on the on the walk over at Shuby Park, but other oh, yeah. than that, it's a good day. Do you have kids? No kids. No Two kids. Two furry kids. Okay. Dog and a cat. A little easier to take care of. A little easier to take care of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been, like I feel like the the beginning of the, the Steiny podcast is going to start very similar to this as yeah. the scouting aspect. Well, first of all, congratulations on working for an NHL franchise like Philly being a scout. That's a that's a huge accomplishment in my mind. Uh, an organiz- organization like that must think highly of you to to be a scout. So congrats on that. Yes, and I, I guess that that'll be the first question: is how how did that come about? Yeah, it's you know I I think in in any business or any you know jobs now it's uh, it's all who you know and i i had uh, daryl plandowski had called and asked me if i was interested in in uh, in scouting and my whole plan was to go back to germany uh to coach and uh you know that was sort of up in the air at the time when philly had reached out and um you know there was a few teams that were that were looking for scouts inside the bubble and philly had reached out and 
and uh, we made it work. We talked about it, and uh, yeah, it's been a good fit so far. I think so. It's uh, it's 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 been a lot of fun. It's different, obviously, than coaching, but it's uh, it's been uh, it's been fun. Is it great? Uh, I, like the when we were talking to Steiny about it, and he said that he uses his relationships for you know he's been in the game forever. Do you use the same thing? You know, you've you've been everywhere playing hockey. You've coached this game, and now you're on the scouting side. Do you use your your relationships a lot? Yeah, I think the you know I, I obviously coached in the, in in this league, and there's a lot of the coaches that are still coaching that I coached against, and it's easy for me to to pick up a phone and, and, you know, call an assistant coach or a head coach and say, you know, how's this guy in the dressing room? You know, how is he away from the ring? Because we get to see the on-ice product. We don't get to see, you know, how they, you know, interact with their teammates, uh, you know, uh, you know, on the bus, on road trips and different things like that. So, you know, I'll agree with Steiny. It's pretty easy for me to pick up, you know, pick up the phone and, and make some calls yeah. and just to see how these players are off the ice. So that's, uh, you know, that's easy for me to do. And, you know, it's like, any anything and I, I you know I always say you know the hockey world is very small um you know the obviously I had the chance to coach over in Europe and I knew coaches over in Europe that I never thought hey oh, geez I didn't know this guy was over there so it's mm. uh it's um uh, it's been good it's been a lot of fun I feel like in a role like yours where you were a coach and then all of a sudden you switch quickly to a scout you'd be able to pick up almost body language of seeing a player you know if you watch hockey enough you're able to see a guy's body language on the ice as he's making a change as he's going onto the ice I don't know. I just feel like you were behind the bench, you know, for a good portion of your career. You're still tapped into that coach mindset. So when you are up in the the scouting box, wherever you sit, I don't know. I feel like you're able to have that almost sixth sixth sense of being able to tell. Okay, is this guy's body language, is his attitude correct? Yeah, I, I would agree with that 100. percent I think for me is is uh, you know I just came out of coaching last year, and I you know I you know I'm not sure where this is going to go. If this is going to be a one year thing, or if all you know I I, I do miss coaching. I'm not going to lie there, but it's. You know, I think the challenge for me sometimes is I watch the, the plays and watch breakouts instead of sometimes just watching the player, you know, how this player is doing, you know, System. skating and, his, and different things like that. So that was an early challenge for me. And, um, you know, but it, you're, you're bang on. It's, it's is you look for the body language, you look for the, how they are on the back check, you look how they, you know, how they react uh, to a coach talking to them on the bench and, you know, how they react to, you know, making a mistake out there because, you know, they're, they're still kids and they, they do make mistakes and, you know, how they handle that, how they handle a bad shift or how they handle a bad, uh, a call by the referee. And those are all things that, uh, you know, that we do look at. Yeah. Is there anything that you take from the coaching side that you bring to the scouting side when it comes to, I don't know, maybe communicating with a player or communicating with a, a player's agent, anything like that? I think for me, it's, it's just knowing what these kids go through and, you know, sometimes they're playing back-to-back games or, you know, they're, getting home from Cape Breton at 3.30 in the morning and the chances of them, you know, not getting to bed till till 6 and having to play a 3 o'clock game, you know, on a Sunday afternoon. So those are things that I take into perspective and, you know, and I, you know, I was close to it. And then, you know, what the kids go through and pressures of, of the draft and pressures from agents and pressures from mom and dad and different things like that too. So I do take it, you know, I, I do understand what they are going through. Mm. What's the conversation like up? Are you watching games at Scotiabank Center? Yeah, up in the yeah. So what uh, what they've done with COVID is that we we have to sign in as scouts, and they take our temperature going in the rink, and okay. and they give you an assigned seat, and you still have to do the six feet, you know, the same what everybody else has to do in the Scotiabank Center. But they've put us up top in the 
in, you know, on the fifth floor up, um, up, up in the, in the, in the press box area. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. It's, it's, uh, they spread us all out and it's a, you know, it's a little high up, you know, you know, the other rinks of Charlottetown, you're, you know, you're closer to the ice and, okay. but, uh, you know, Scotiabank's a nice arena to watch a hockey game in too. So what's the conversation between the scouts right now? You know, the NHL draft that's coming up is such a blur for a lot of people's minds. What, what's in the scouts minds right now? What are you talking about? Well, I think we're just like everybody else, fan. You know, you see, you know, Darren Dreger reported about possibly moving the draft, uh, you know, to two drafts, and we don't know anything. We're just doing our jobs and just, uh, you know, we're lucky enough here in Atlanta, Canada to have, you know, at the start of it, we had all, all the teams playing. We were able to go to New Brunswick and, you know, yeah. go to PEI, but we're not able to do that right now. So we've been lucky. We did get to see some games live. Like I know our scouting staff, we have two scouts who are in Quebec and they're just dying to, to get to live games. You know, they're watching a lot of games online and that's tough. I've done the online watching. It's way different. It's, it's, you can't, What's, you know, what, 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 what do you hate about it? I, like the, you know, and it's the online stuff is a lot of the cameras fall in the puck. They're not following the player and you don't see them, how they do uh, on the back check or how the, you know, what happened behind the player. You don't see the body language, them changing and different things like that. So, you know, again, that's, that's, you know, a couple things you do look at as a scout, you look at to see, you know, how they play away from the puck and it's, it's tough online, but everybody's in the same boat. It's, you know, all 31 NHL teams are mm. doing the same thing. So any scout you talk to or, you know, oh, you know, this online stuff's getting old, right? But it yeah. is what it is. It's who knows what's going to happen. It's, you know, we're so far down on the totem pole. We don't know what's going on. We're just doing our jobs. When you do your job for Philly, do you think of Philly of, you know, being one of the more physical teams in the NHL, do you scout in that way, or do you it, scout? You know, how to? Yeah, it, it's a good question. It's a question that I asked when uh, when I was hired. You know, what are you? What's a Philadelphia Flyer look like to you guys? And they're, you know, they're. That's up to you. You know, you're a hockey. You're the hockey. That's what they said to you. Well, they, you know, they said you're a good enough hockey guy, and you know, scouting. We know we were looking for guys with hockey sense. We're looking for guys who can skate, and in you know, but that's. You know that's hasn't changed. You know all 31 teams are looking for that too. So that um, you know that's uh, that's the fun part about yeah. it's trying to find uh, trying to find those guys. Yeah, I remember last time you came on here, you had high praise uh, for Heisher. Yeah, and now look where he is. Yeah, captain of the New Jersey Devils. Was that a surprise to you? I don't think so. Like Nico is such a he's such a good person. You know, obviously he's a, he's a world class player, and you don't go first overall for not being a good player. But he's just. You know, I, I had a chance to go down and see him a couple of years ago, and it was great to see him. And he was so polite to myself and to my wife. And it's not the hockey player that you just love; like you love the person as well. He's yeah. he's just a world class kid, and and um, you know he had a tough go. He he had an ankle injury at the start of the start yeah. of the season, so he worked his way all the way back. And I'm sure that was tough on him. Um, you know, seeing his team play, but um, yeah, it's good to see him back. And obviously. Uh, when you, when I saw that on Twitter, it was, uh, yeah. it was, it was pretty cool. When he was with the Mooseheads, was he vocal in the room when you were the coach there or did he just lead by example on the ice more? Um, I don't think he was overly vocal, but he was, you know, he led on the ice. He was so yeah. good defensively. He'd block shots. He was, he was a 200 foot player. He was, he was everything you wanted to be, uh, 
Um, you know, like I said, he, he, he was good defensively. He really wanted to work on his defensive game, you know, probably more than his offensive game, but yeah. that's what made him so good. He is, uh, yeah, he, he, he was a great pleasure to coach, you know, just a great person. Do you remember scouts back then calling you, asking about him? And what were some of the questions that they asked if they did call? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, how is the off ice? You know, how's he interact with his teammates? Is yeah. there any red flags as to, you know, the big, uh, you know, the big word that everybody seems to use, but he was... He was all world. He's just a good person. You know, yeah. how was he in school? His billets and, you know, he had great billets and uh, he, he had zero issues with that guy. Yeah. It's yeah. great to see from here too. And then you talk about a guy like Dom. I, yeah, we, yeah, we'll get into Dom right now. Sure. That's, you know, talk about a good week for the Halifax Mooseheads organization with Heesher being the captain and now Dom being the interim head coach for the Montreal Canadiens. And you were there to experience the ride with both of those guys. I don't know. I, I guess the question should be: do you, How do you think Dom's going to do? Oh, I think he's. I think he's going to do great. He's. Yeah. Um, you know, I had. To, I was really lucky enough to coach with him for, for five years in Halifax. He taught me a lot, and um, you know, obviously we won the Memorial Cup in 2013, and that was a, you know, that was a lifetime experience. And yeah, he's he's just gonna. This is this is just made for him. This is his dream job. I'm sure he's. Yeah. He's, uh, he's looking forward to it. And I did send him a text yesterday and I know yesterday was a whirlwind day for him with the media and I think they're in Winnipeg tonight. Yeah, I they think are, they're yeah. So flying out there. So real happy for Dom. He's deserved it. He's, he's put a, you know, he's, he's put his time in and it's funny. I was, uh, I watched his press conference and he always used the cliche of, of, of practice Monday to Thursday it was like preparing for an exam. <laughs> and, he, and he talked about that uh, in his press conference. He said, you know, Monday to Thursday is we're preparing for the test on Friday and Saturday. So it's funny to hear him still say that. And, um, yeah, I think he's going to I think he's going to do real well. How is he good with managing um, the all-stars on that team? You know, he, Dom was so calm. He was, uh, you know, he picked his spots when to, you know, we've we've both been in the dressing room and, you know, you have your coaches who – who are yellers and screaming? Dom was never like that. Really? But when he did, when he did pick his spots, he he, um, you know, it was the right time. Like I remember, is it, you know him saying in the coach's office, "Is it time? You know, do I or whatever?" He was just so calm and level-headed, and uh, always had a plan. He was always prepared. Um, you know, those are things that I learned from him, and he was he was just so, you know, nothing really rattled him. Mm. It was. Um, it, he was he was pretty calm. He was he was great. Uh, the GM from Montreal, uh, he was talking about how Dom is a is a new era of coach in the NHL. No disrespect to Claude and, and what he did with that organization, but I thought it was interesting that he said that that Dom is a new era of coaches in the NHL, uh, being able to uh, adapt to the younger style of play. And I thought that was an interesting statement from him. Did you agree with that? With the way he was able to. I guess I don't want to say mold, but get through to the younger generation. Yeah, and I, th- you know, you look at the NHL now; it's so young. I think there's there's so more young. players under 25 than there is over 25, yeah. and it's, um, you know, I think that's what I think that's what um, Bergevin was was saying is, is it's such a young league now, and you know Montreal's got some young players, and I think Dom will relate really well to them, and you know, obviously he's coached Drouin, and. Um, yeah, so I think he's mm. Dom's going to do a good job with that. He's, you know, he can, uh, you know, he can relate to the guys, and uh, I, I think he's, I think he's just going to thrive. I'm really happy for him. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, you said you miss coaching. Yep. What uh, I don't want to say like what's the future hold for you, but uh, what's the future hold like if there was an ideal situation? 
for a coaching role. Yeah, no, I I, I want to coach for yeah. sure. I I I miss it, but I you know I'm not saying uh, you know scouting's not not uh, for you for me either. And um, so we'll see where that goes. It's um, obviously it's a, it's been challenging times in, in the in the uh, in the hockey world with the leagues not playing and. And uh, we know how much the game costs to play. So there's, you know, there's not, uh, you know, many coaches being fired. There's not many leagues playing too. So it's a uh, point that's going to be, um, you know, that's going to be a challenge as well. So we'll see how it all unfolds. And I, you know, I, I do get to go on the ice, uh, you know, with some local minor hockey teams and some, some, some groups that are, that are going on here too. So I get, uh, I get the feel that way. Yeah. It's great how a lot of people in the hockey world have adapted. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of players right now that aren't even playing, but they're somehow adapting to, yeah. you know, I guess getting scouted. There's just, there's different ways of just moving around within the hockey community. And that's mm-hmm. come full circle this year. Either yeah. it's scouting, if it's being a GM, if it's coaching, it's, everyone's just adapting. It's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Um, Steiny was telling me, uh, <laughs> yeah, he just starts <laughs> laughing. <laughs> What did he tell you? <laughs> so I he told me a story. I think yeah, I think he told it off the mics. He said there was a time that he was pissed off at you guys back when you were playing for SMU yeah. and he didn't show up to the rink for a week. Yeah. And yet you won two games or something without him even being there because you guys went out the night before on a game yeah. day or something to the bar and he was pissed. Well, what how do you remember this story? Yeah, so that was 2002, the year we we had won the Atlantic Championships, and I, you know I can't go too far into detail on it all. I guess I can a little. Bit. <laughs> so we had lost to Acadia on a on a Sunday afternoon. That's when the AUS sometimes had Sunday afternoon games. Okay, the form? Uh, no, we were at the, the Smew Rink. The yeah. Smew Rink. Yeah. And uh, we had lost a game, and Stani it said no going out and uh or you know no going out we always had 11 30 practice monday wednesdays friday uh thursday tuesday thursdays was at 5 30. so we uh we have a little house party and um you know the boys are you know going pretty good um at uh, at the at the house party. actually it was at our house where we lived where i lived and uh, there was five of us living in the house so we all had the itch to go downtown so we ended up uh, the entire team, and it was a rare, rare night where the entire team was together. We had lost, and we had just um, went from went from Tower Road to just down the end of Atlantic Street to uh, to have a little bit of a party. So, so we end up going downtown, and the and the quietest, one of the nicest guys on our team, um, uh, got into a little bit of a fight. He was overserved, and and uh, he got he got. He got pushed in the bar and bloody nose. So, as you know, you've been on a hockey team before when you're with 20 of your best buddies, your best friends. And so, yeah, we got in a little bit of trouble. And um, Steiny, his cousin, is one of the uh, Halifax police. He was on the Halifax police. So I I was the captain of the team then and ended up going to the hospital with this player who had needed stitches. And and it was late at night. And uh, it was... uh, yeah, so it was. <laughs> so in the hospital, uh, in the hospital, and uh, as you know, when you're drinking, they don't stitch somebody up if they're if they're still drunk, okay. intoxicated. So this player was, and we <laughs> we uh, so he's got to sober up before they stitch him up. So they stitch him up, and it's very. It's like it's like eight o'clock in the morning, and and this player and I are in a cab and take him to his house, and so before. I was even in bed, the phone rings, and it was the assistant coach called and said, uh, Tyler Nogler, 
He was, oh, our, was oh, yeah. so Noggs was the assistant coach. He said, "You guys better get up here." And um, so we got up to Steiny's office at St. Mary's, and he knew the whole story before I could even tell him. So Steiny's like, "You guys don't want to, you don't want to listen." And I was the captain. You don't want to listen to me. He goes, "You coach the team." So <laughs> true to Steiny's form, he didn't show up. So we had to like run the pride to run the practice and. So we weren't sure if Steiny was going to show up on the Friday. I, I, I think Steiny showed up Friday. I think he said in the text this morning he did show up on a he, Friday to give, like, lines or something. Yeah, so we had no idea if he was going to show up. And I think he showed up, like, five minutes before warm-up. And uh, so, yeah, so he <laughs> – and to, a long story short, our team went on, like, a heck of a winning streak. I think we had, like – 10 out of 15 wins, 10 out of 15 games no. to finish the season. Like we were, we were close and we ended up winning the AUS finals or AUS championships, beating Dow game five. And, but yeah, that was one of Steiny's uh, all timers. Yeah. His tactics. That's crazy. <laughs> Didn't yeah. show up and he still had the job. Yeah. 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 Well, he could do that. He was, yeah, he knew he was a legend he, at the time. You know what? Then. He, he just knew the right buttons to push with us, like yeah. with uh, you know, and I, you know, obviously you couldn't do that today uh, in today's game, but that was two thousand and two, and that was yeah, that was that was a, that's a that's an all timer story of Steiny for sure. That's amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. So on during the game, who was on the bench? Just no, the, Steiny coach, Steiny he, coach, but he didn't like just okay. I got gotcha. you. He just he uh, rolled like go for, uh, yeah. rolled lines and yeah. So that was. Yeah, it worked. We ended up that, winning the two games that weekend, and like I said, we ended up winning 10 of the last 15. I think it was the second half of the season, and we ended up winning the AOS championship. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. wonder if in his mind that was a plan for the rest. Of, how many games were left in the season? 15, you said? Yeah, it was It was about that. We, we went on a heck of a run. We went on a heck of a run, yeah. yeah. And but that team, he, that 2002 team, just got inducted last year to uh, the SMU, the St. Mary's no University Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah, so it's a it's a great group of guys. We're you know Steiny's still in our text, our group text, and we have a lot of fun. And yeah, that's a that's a real close group of guys. It makes me think if that was a a plan for the rest of the fifteen games rather than just that one week. Because if you're saying you're going on a run, I don't know. Yeah, he he yeah, Steiny had a, a great feel for for that group, and um, you know it was uh, you know we had. A, you know, four real good lines. Our fourth line was just as good as our first line, and we had you know good goaltending and deep, deep defense. And yeah. he, he, he knew that you know whatever he said, he could just fire us up. And yeah. you know, hey, I think he always says he's like throwing a match in a, on a on a on a you know a tank of gas, and he just knew that he could just fire us right up. Love <laughs> it. I love a coach that just knows the button to push and just gets you going. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a rare thing. So yeah. I, I, there's not a lot of coaches that know how to do that yeah, yeah. In, a, in a certain way. You know the way I'm talking mm-hmm. about in that certain way. Mm-hmm. just gets you going, pisses yeah. you off. He, he did, Trevor, does such a, Trevor did such a good job of recruiting, you know, uh, you know, hard-nosed, blue-collared guys. You know, obviously there's the skill guys, but Trevor knew what he wanted, knew, yeah. knew uh, what kind of player he wanted to coach. That's, a, you know, a good yeah. thing about youth sports is you can bring those players in. Yeah. Um, your gut feeling, do you trust it when it comes to the sport of hockey? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, where do where do you think that feeling comes from? Is it just from past experiences? Yeah, I think from past experiences, and you know, I think you got to feel confident in decisions you make. Sometimes they're they're the wrong ones. I'm I'm the first guy to admit I've made tons of mistakes, and you have to learn from your mistakes. And it's it's trial and error. Sometimes there's yeah. some things that that uh, that work uh, on some players, and some things that don't work on other players. And uh-huh. it's uh, you know, some guys need a pat on the back, and some guys need to be. You know, to be yelled at and to to be, um, you know, kicking the arse too. So it's 
there's there's different players and you know everybody says you coach individuals and you, and you do that's uh it's uh and it's tough sometimes to get the read on that player like it takes time to figure out what works for them what motivates them what motivates them and what they need and uh yeah, there's it's 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 certainly a challenge at times. Um, going back to the sorry the SMU days, I wanted to ask about the uh, the crowds back in 2000 2001. Did you could you pack that SMU rink? Yeah, it was when we played uh, in 2002. We had played Dow in the finals, and it's an interesting. So we um, it was a five game series the finals then, and uh, so it was uh, best of three. Best okay. of yeah, so three out of five. So it was yeah, three yeah, out of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Dal had home ice advantage, and we had won all. Th- we won the three games in at Dal. They had won the two games at St. Mary's, the old St. Mary's Alumni Arena. So they had beat us twice in our rink. We beat them three. Are you talking about series games? The, or? the series games, yeah. Okay, so the so, finals. So we okay, played them sorry, in the yeah, finals yeah, okay, to go yeah, to yeah. to go to nationals in uh, Kitchener that year. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that was a, we had a really good rivalry against Dal. That was intense, and it the, did they uh, pack the Dal building too? Pack, Pack the Dell building, pack the SMU. And yeah, I remember, yeah, the lineups and, uh, you know, obviously they're not big buildings, but I think there was some talk about playing out of the Metro Center or the Forum, which I think going, looking back at it, they probably should have. Definitely, definitely. It probably would have, um, you know, helped you sports in terms yeah. of crowds. And it's it's the best hockey in the city. 100%. It's a, it's a semi-pro hockey league, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's uh, world-class hockey for sure. I remember some days going to Olin Export Junior A games. Yep. You know, I'd be in Pee Wee or whatever, and I got to practice at the Civic. I'd sneak into the Forum. You know, there's four, maybe five, four thousand people there. Yep. It's it's packed, mm-hmm. and it was unbelievable the style of hockey back then compared to now. And I always wonder, do you think it's because of not the less of the the physicality of it, but you know, you, if you want to see a Junior A game back in the day to see the Olin Exports play. You knew you were in for a great night. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, I remember when I was going to school, we would go to the games all the time, and there'd be, a, you know, it'd be a great crowd there. I remember yeah. the, the Royal Bank Cup was there when they won, and uh, yeah, Halifax is a great little hockey town. It's a city. It's uh, yeah. You, you know, look at the events we've held here, world class events, and it's uh, this is a great, uh, great hockey city. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there was tons of uh, I guess childhood experiences at the form, and mm-hmm. just looking back at the I, I, same with Smew and Dal. I definitely went to a lot of Smew and Dal mm-hmm. games as well, but the form was just so local to me because I, I was always practicing at the Civic. But mm-hmm. I always wonder now with the new Smew building, it's a great rink, and I, I just obviously because of COVID, there's no fans. But I wonder when things get back to normal. If uh, I guess I hope that the student fan base goes and people around the city go, because like you just said, it's some of the best hockey in the city, if not the best hockey in the yes, city. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I hope they can. We can all get back to normal soon and get people back in the buildings. What are you thinking for the? Uh, I guess the development of players right now in hockey. Since you're scouting them, it's hard for a lot of players to develop because there's I don't know. Like, what are the Mooseheads playing? The same four teams, the same five teams right now. Right now, two. Same two teams. Yeah, yeah. Right Is, now, it's only uh, Cape Breton and PEI who they're playing. Yeah, yeah. So they're playing them a lot. Uh, I know it'd be. For a coach, it'd be easy in terms of pre-scouting. You know who you're playing, but it, it you know, I, obviously it's 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 a challenge. Like, you know, you look at Moncton, the Moncton Wildcats players have been back since, you know, since uh, early January, mid-January, yeah. after they've quarantined. So it's been a long haul for them. It's you know, for a coach, you have to keep it fresh in pr- terms of practice. You know, in terms of the local minor hockey, like the minor hockey, the the minor hockey kids, I think it's. I think f- for me, I'm just going to give my opinion here. I think it's been it's been somewhat good for kids with the smaller groups in terms of, you know, you could first start with 
I think it was six players on the ice, then 10 players on the ice. But in terms of development, lots of reps uh, really? with, okay. with coaches. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the team environment's great too. But I think during those tough times when rinks just opened in terms of small groups, I mm -hmm. think that's been good for kids as well. I mm -hmm. think I, I, I really do in terms of, uh, you know, get lots of reps and, you know, better coach to player ratio in terms of instruction and, and different things like that. So, um, yeah, it's been, an, there's, there's no question. This has been a challenging year for everybody, not just in sports and in the, in the world and, uh, you know, everybody. So it's, uh, certainly been uh, a real eye-opener for everybody for sure and it's a privilege that we even get to watch hockey that you even get to scout hockey that yeah. hockey's even still a thing right now so yeah we've done a great job a uh, uh, great job here in the maritimes in nova scotia particularly with uh, with dr strang and in uh, the premier i think they've done shown great leadership and it's been awesome it's yeah been great if you look at the other numbers across the country compared to ours it makes you proud to be where you're from for sure yeah i have we have you know my wife and i have family in ontario and you know out west and and uh you know they've been in the, the red or whatever they can't even you know go to a you know, restaurant and different things like that we've been fortunate enough here at times to be able to do that so it's uh yeah we're lucky here and and, and i think the you know people in nova scotia have done a great job for sure or when you go to the rinks are people on edge or it's it's a pretty it's a it's a good system you know, I, I feel real safe at the metro center when yeah. i go they uh they've done a great job of uh you know it's, it's all in zones and we come in uh you know a certain door like the security door in the back and we sign up and we give our sheet uh we give our sheet uh, with the COVID questions and they take our temperature and they give us a bracelet and our assigned seat uh, up in the press box so i, I feel safe i <laughs> yeah. do i I, uh, I think they've done a great job and it's, it's, uh, you know, like you said, we're privileged to, to, to be able to go watch games for yeah. sure. And like the next step is getting the fans back in, but I feel like no one wants to be that one person to be like, okay, let's do it. Fans back in. And then a month later, it's like, hey, everyone has COVID. Okay. We're going back to no fans yeah. or no hockey. I feel like yeah. it's that risk factor. Yeah. I, I, I don't know a lot about it, but you know, they, you know, people say it's, it's the people who transmit this disease and uh, you know, it's, so it's, you know, I think, it, you know, I think they've done a great job, like I yeah. said, of, of, of controlling it, and, and they, they know a heck of a lot more than, uh, yeah. than us. How's, uh, have you talked to many people back in Germany or over in Europe that are playing? And yeah, what's the I situation have. It's, over uh, there? They're playing with no fans, and obviously there's lots of uh, COVID tests that go on. And, uh, you know, I know there, there has been some games that have been canceled because of players who've, uh, who've tested positive. And, and um, you know, the DEL, uh, the you know, the first league and the second league have no fans. Stephen McCauley's league where he is in the DL too. They're playing with no fans. So hopefully they can get there in the playoffs, but um, I don't know. It's, 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 mm. it's crazy times everywhere. Yeah. I was looking the other day. I was trying to see what like Stephen Dixon was doing the other day. I'm pretty sure he's home right now. Not yeah. He's not playing. playing. Yeah. His he's... league, his league, um, you know, basically shut down for the year. Did yeah. they? Yeah. In the UK. Yeah. 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 It's brutal. So it's just guys that, yeah. You think it's like, you know, it's people's jobs, making a living. That's money coming in. Yeah, you it's, know, it's, you know, so I know lots of players have had to take pay cuts over in Europe and, um, you know, just to play, just to get the league going. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough times and, and guys have had to do that to, you know, just so they could play this season. So yeah. I know they asked when, before I decided not to go back, there was, there was, uh, they asked us to take pay, take pay cuts too. So just to, just to get the league going. So yeah. that's, that's tough yeah. times yeah it's, it's all for like the benefit of the i guess everyone then if hockey's yeah. coming back everyone takes a pay cut i know it sucks at the time right now but at least yeah you know keeps and, you busy that's half of it right now is just staying busy keep the mind going what can i work on what can i achieve mm -hmm. i don't know at least for me it's you just gotta keep moving forward yeah we'll see
no question. So what's the what's the what's a day like right now for an NHL scout? What's your morning look like? Afternoon? What's that life look like? Yeah, like I'm only a part time guy, and I have to really focus on the mer- the kids in the maritime. Okay. Um, so uh, so I'm sort of responsible for the guys in the bubble, but I have I have watched the other Quebec League players as well. Okay. Um, you know, obviously they're playing with no fans, so we can go on uh, we can go on uh, Instat or watch games on the webcast as well to to watch players shifts in stats really good as they, they break down the, the players shifts. And okay. so you can, you know, you can watch three or four players and, you know, in an hour because the, their shifts are broken down. Some players play 15 to 22 minutes a night. So you can, you, oh. know, you can watch all their shifts back to back. So you can do a little report on each player. So, but my sole job is to, 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 um, is to scout the maritime players. So, but I, I have put reports in on the, on the kids from, uh, from the Quebec side, just be, um, just, they've asked me to, to start looking at those guys to compare the kids from here to there. So it's, oh, yeah. it's been challenging. Yeah. So how is it like, a, it's a weekly report, a monthly report? No, you it... report, uh, so you'll go to the game and, um, there's a software, uh, there's a software that, you know, every NHL teams and Q teams, OHL teams is called RinkNet, And you just put your report into your, to, oh, wow. you know, on, if you watch, uh, Justin Langer, you see what he does and you view him and you write a little comment on him and you. And huh. you put some, you put some, uh, put some marks in in terms of what uh, you know. My team's different than, for instance, Seattle in terms of what they have to report on. So it's okay. it's a little bit different. Okay, a little bit different for each team. I wonder how scouting worked back in the day when there was no computers. Like, how do you get a report on a guy that works that plays out in Sa- like Winnipeg to go play for Montreal? Like, how would if there's no computer? It's just all email or mail, I guess. No, you would like, have to, you know, you obviously you'd phys- physically go watch and play, and then I don't know how the draft worked back then, but it's, uh, yeah, it's it would have been challenging times for sure. The world of technology has gone crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can watch a player's shifts on my phone if I wanted to, if I wanted to go online on this certain website. So it's, so this certain app follows the player for every shift? It's a camera that follows the no, one. No, this would so this would be somebody who's broken down the game, who's used the webcast, who's who's used the webcast or a TV broadcast. Yeah. Um, that that uh, video, and they would uh, somebody would break that down, and uh, they'd have it all broken down for okay. uh, for this site. Yeah. What do you enjoy most about the job? I like watching the game. I'm I'm a yeah. huge child. I watch you know a game a night. You know I love watching NHL and I'm I'm a hockey I'm a hockey nut. So I I love it. You know my wife hates it, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no I I enjoy watching the game, watching the players develop, and watch seeing their progression and yeah and uh, yeah. So this is right up my alley. I, I I really enjoy it. I'm in the rink. It's it's great. Feel comfortable being where you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, I, you know, I get to travel around with Steiny and, um, you know, Darren Burns is helping with Boston and Corey Crocker's helping with uh, Detroit, so I get to see those guys, uh, you know, most of the nights they're, you know, we're usually at the same game, there's not a lot of different games to go to, so we're, you know, we all usually travel, it's usually the yeah. s- seven or eight scouts um, that are all there at the same game, because there's not a lot of games to go to. When the five teams are playing, you know, you can mix it up a little bit. Yeah. It must be a good feeling knowing that I was talking to Steiny about this about having a reputation within the game that if you you know if you really trust the player and think he's going to develop at the at, a, at the next level, you can mention this kid's name and you know maybe he'll get on that right team. That must be one of the more rewarding parts of the job. I think it almost goes back to the question of you know I trust my gut. If I think this person is going to do well at the next level, I'll recommend him. Yeah, I think if there's a guy you you, you know you really believe strongly in is in uh, is you got to go to bat for the guy if that's yeah. who you. 
you know, who you like. And I, I, you know, I, I, I truly believe that if there's a guy there that you, that you think could play at the next level and you believe in, you believe in that player, if you do enough homework on him and find out that he's a good person, good, you know, good player, uh, um, you know, wants to be a player. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's the fun part about it. If there's a guy there you want, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, we don't make that final say at the end of the day, but you know, if we can move a guy, you know, ahead of somebody else, just because that we really like him and we want to push for him. That's, that's the fun part about it. Yeah. I feel if I was in that position, I'd always be thinking of Philly and who they are and what they represent and the style of game they play. I feel like it would almost alter my decision of who I'd bring to the board to give to the management of Philly. That's just me though. I don't know. I feel like I'd look for that physical player. I feel like I'd look for that guy that, eh, maybe not. I don't know. I guess that world's so different to me. I couldn't tell. Yeah. No, at least you get to go into the games. At least you get to see them. Yes. Know? Yes. Like, very we're fortunate. so lucky. We're so like my, I have other friends who were and buddies and, and obviously other Philadelphia scouts. They're so jealous that we can go in and watch a watch a game. Like they're, yeah. they they've they're on you know two hundred viewings of online. Open up their laptop, watching players, and that's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. Couldn't imagine. Yeah. Because there's so many things within the game that are with outside the game. Yes. Like like a, that body language thing, that guy warming up. There's so many tells, at least if you've been around the game for a long time, that you can notice about a person, about a player. Correct. And you got to be in the rink 100%. You know, commercial timeout, what's the guy doing? Where's he going? Is he, are his teammates talking to him? What's he, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you can tell so many things. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a game within a game. Yeah. Very cool. No, I love, uh, I, I think I'd like the role. I had a buddy that did it once for the Mooseheads. I know he did it for Cape Breton, and he got to go up in the uh, the media, the press box, and he said he just loved it. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place where there's a lot of scouts where everyone's on the same goal, I guess. Everyone's looking for that great player. Everyone's mm-hmm. looking for something. It's a, it's, a, it's a cool community to be a part of up there in that, in that booth. Yeah, and it's one thing that I've been fortunate enough is is with McKinnon, Drewan, Fukali, and Timo, and and Nick, uh, you know Ehlers, and you know all those guys, Nico, and is a lot of the scouts have been here in Halifax, and we've you know they've come down to you know our coach's office and talked to us about these players, or I've talked to them on the phone, or they're asking, you know, for meetings if we can set up a meeting for with these players for the next day and stuff. So. You know, there's lots of people that are still scouting that have been there, you know, have, who've been in the business for a while too. So, you mm-hmm. know, we're like, I'm, you know, 50 games into being a scout so I can ask them questions or, you yeah. know, different, different things as well too. But it's, it's nice to see some familiar faces in the rink and guys that you've talked to, you know, you know, years ago about other players. And yeah. so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's been fun. I remember being up there for the Memorial Cup not when you were there the the last time they they hosted the mem right. cup and just seeing you know dubis up there and seeing all these gms all these scouts and they're all getting together outside outside in the hallway and talking and i'm just like what are they talking about what's what's their game plan are they making trades right now or are they, are they talking about a player like what are they talking about it's such, like you know when the leafs are playing and they see dubis on his phone and everyone mm-hmm. goes nuts that's always that me i was like what what's going on right now what's happening yeah you know it's it's an interesting world of, of a scout and a gm to yeah, it certainly is. You know? There's lots of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that, you know, I don't see as a, you know, I don't talk to Cliff Fletcher or, or you know, any, you know, a lot of the higher ups yeah. in terms of, you know, stuff that goes on like that. But, it, you know, um, yeah, so that, that, a lot of that stuff's interesting. I know when I was with the Mooseheads, it's, it's you know, it's the, the draft and trades and different things like that. There's lots yeah. of stuff that uh, that's interesting part of the game. Does sure. that interest you at all, like the GM side? Yeah, I, I you know, it's, 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 
you know, it's something I've, I've thought about before yeah. and, um, but I like coaching and I, you know, I like the scouting has been great too, but hockey's awesome. Like hockey's <laughs> the greatest game in the world, I think. And it's, you know, it's, it's the game that's good, but the people in it too are awesome. Like it's, you know, I've got, you know, so many good friends and created so many good friendships uh, from hockey. It's been, yeah. it's been, it's been fun. It's, you still, sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's just, yeah. just, it's just been, it's just been fun. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Do you ever think about the Mem Cup still? I, I go back and watch it on YouTube every now and oh, then, it, just the clips. Yeah, it was, President's yeah, that's, Cup. that's, uh, yeah, that whole year, you know, we lost six games and that whole year was, was unbelievable from, you know, Marty Furk scoring in overtime. You know, that's the loudest I've ever heard the Metro Center. I guess it was the Metro Center then, but that was, that was awesome. Yeah, there's so many. You know, I coached against Conrad last year, and I'd see Conrad after a game in the hall, and we'd he'd still talk about that. Like that was that was that's that's, that's fun. Like those. Are, He's a big fan. Yeah, yeah. He's hurt actually. I was He's, in the crowd. For yeah, that win. yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. That's 2013. That was a that was a year to remember for sure. That yeah. was uh, you know from Nate's Memorial Cup, you know, uh, game and. You know, it was him against Seth Jones, and and uh, you know, obviously Nathan was all world. Conrad was really good that game too. He had five points that game. He was in the championship was good. game. In the he? championship game. Not a lot of people know. Like I didn't know everybody that. thinks of Nate, and obviously Nate was unreal. Um, Skate to the Joe, stick. Joe was good. Uh, Drew Ann was good. Um, yeah, that was Fukali was awesome in net that game too. He made some big saves for yeah. us coming Mackenzie down the stretch. Mackenzie Weger. Mackenzie yeah. Weger. Yeah, yeah, there's another. He's made a big impact now. Not yeah. a boy, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. No, he was um, he was he was awesome for us. Yeah, real, real good PK guy. Good uh, good or PP guy for us. Yeah, no, he was he was awesome. Yeah, great bunch of kids. And, and everybody and I've said this before and the last time I was on is everybody talks about. McKinnons and Druans and the guys that were in the NHL, but Darcy Ashley and and Brent Andrews and Stephen McCauley, those guys were so important to us. Brandon Duke on defense, Trey Lewis, you know, Stefan Fournier who's playing in the East Coast. Like those guys were there it's so hard to win the Memorial Cup and you don't realize um until, you know, years after on how good that team was and the depth we had and the character guys we had and you know, adding Stephen McCauley, who's won before, he was so good for us. We had we were, we were so good at center. Like we had McKinnon, uh, like Brett Andrews, and McCauley. Like we had Boudreaux was there too. That Boudreaux year. was yeah. there, and like when McKinnon and McKinnon, Firk and and uh, and Drouin were gone to the World Juniors, Champini and Boudreaux yeah. were un like awesome for us. I think we ended up losing one game while those guys were gone, but they just stepped up and just kept it rolling for us and yeah that was it was it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun we had uh, a great a great staff we had we had a lot of fun that year yeah it was stressful but it was it was it yeah, was a lot of fun. the media stress i feel like there's a lot of requests a lot of can i can i get an interview here can i come in with the camera yeah here? yeah a that was of... yeah that was obviously a challenge you know especially when we went to go back there was you know autograph seekers and you know the cali too Montreal. yeah the, the the media wanted to you know obviously interview nate and joe all the time and, and different things like that so there's lots of challenges when it comes to that but yeah. uh, what an experience like what a what a cool experience to, to be part of it yeah when you won the president's cup was it game five in halifax game five game yeah five? we lost we lost game three in bay Camo when they when they ran fucali at the end yeah and, and trey lewis trey fought, yeah. trey fought uh, two guys yeah what well two questions now i guess gotta tell the truth here yeah when you lost in bay Camo. 
Was there a little bit of an, not excitement, but a little bit of, okay, we can do this on home now. Was there a little bit of, you know. It's there... funny because I, I, when the Memorial Cup was here, I ended up going to see the guys and the guys joke about it now and say, oh yeah, we, you know, we had that set up. Like, they, I'm not saying did. that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. I, I, you know, winning at home was awesome. You know, like you can't, can't like, beat it. you can't beat that. And you know, the party after and yeah, just yeah. in the dressing room with the guys. And that's, yeah, I, it's funny. I was looking at pictures, um, I, uh, you know, some old pictures of, of that. And I went to, I went to a game on, fr- on Friday night with, uh, with Cam Russell and Allie McDonald. And we were talking about that year and how much fun yeah. it was. And yeah. It was it was it was a lot of fun. It was cool. And then game five back in Halifax. Yep. What was the energy like in the room before the game? Were the boys laughing and joking, or was it a lot of headphones on, head down? Uh, I would say more focus, more focus. More focus. Okay. Um, and like we, our, our leadership group was awesome. Like you know, we we mentioned Conrad and you know Steph Fournier and Trey, and you know adding Stephen McCauley was good. And like we had we had a real focus group, and okay. and um, they just got the job done. It was. It, it, it was good like I think we scored early in game five I think we scored early in game five and uh, <laughs> sounds about right yeah 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 <laughs> it, it, was, it was a big lead going into the third it was yeah, five it, one or yeah. four one yeah we had a big lead yeah, yeah yeah we scored early and sort of we the, the like I said the guys were pretty focused yeah. from what I remember but uh, yeah it was yeah we knew you just it was there it was it was there yeah I remember warm up lower bowl was packed even the upper bowl was pretty packed for warm-up and it was the first time ever i've seen the upper bowl packed for a warm-up for moosehead games yeah I, I just i just remember the energy in the building was i still remember it now but i couldn't imagine the energy in the room mm-hmm. knowing that you're going out for warm-up and there's probably going to be like eight thousand people there for warm-up for these kids essentially. yeah well if you remember the year before we had played we had played quebec and beat them in overtime and beat them in overtime in quebec but we were down that series oh three to we went down like we didn't play good the first the first uh, first three games and we came back and won the next four and I tr- like I really truly believe that it you know Critchlow had five goals I think game game seven or four goals like he had a great great game that game and and Drew Ann scored in overtime but I think that was a real good learning experience for our young guys like you know obviously Critch that was, Critch was a 20 that year but it was really good for our group we didn't make a whole lot of changes in 13 mm. in terms of trades and you know we made a couple we added Matt Murphy and and oh, yeah, uh, Murphy Mac- Ma- McCulley um we made an add Murph the year before no I think we I think we did uh the year the, after the year after in 13 but um but but we had we had a really good leadership group, and and I truly think us that uh, Quebec series it was a great learning experience for our young guys. What it mm. took to win, mm. like we didn't play very good the game three and uh, the first three games, and then we ended up beating them. And and that that series was the crowds were crazy. Were like, you in the Pepsi Center or the New Verdun? No, we were in the Coliseum. Co- sorry, the, the Coliseum. Pep- yeah, yeah, Pepsi Coliseum. Pepsi yeah. Coliseum. So we, Unreal rink. Though, yeah. So those that, I, that was Patrick Waugh was coaching Quebec. Did they first, even first time? Did they sell up the, the, they sold, the yeah, top part? Yeah, yeah they wow. sold the, the top part was full, and um, I remember Game Seven how hot it was in that, like because it was a you know it wasn't a very well um, you know it wasn't a cool rink like the air conditioning yeah. wasn't great. And I remember it was hot in there, and it was yeah. How was, was the ice? Wasn't great. No. It wasn't great, but the um, bouncy puck game. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so, so that 
that year before the crowds were were were, yeah. were big too. But that Memorial Cup year, that was that yeah. was cool. That definitely yeah. felt like a turning point because like Mooseheads, as Belly knows, talk closer to it, sorry, yeah. As Belly knows, the Mooseheads they were kind of went through a couple of rough years. There wasn't as much cheer, and then when you won that team back from that three O series yeah. the year before, I was only twelve, and I remember thinking like. Oh, like this is good. This is something to build on. And then the yeah. next year, obviously, you go out and like lose five games and like destroy. So I remember there was yeah. a bit of a change in culture, like you said, with that one series and For obviously sure. how they were able to do that, and especially against such a good team. That yeah, we. So much coverage. Yeah, yeah it was uh, my first, like when my first, well, when first year when we came and, and Dom was there, it. Uh, like we had that good draft with draft and drew in and obviously they traded for McKinnon cause he wouldn't go to Bacon And then we had Fucali as well. Like we had, is it true? You almost almost had Jack Eichel. We had drafted Jack Eichel. Yeah. And he was close to coming the year after the Memorial cup. The yeah. year after. Yeah. The year after the Memorial cup. Do you know yeah. what was the deciding factor? Just an American one. I, be... He was a, I think he was Boston guy who was yeah, wanted yeah. to go. You know, that's, that's their, it's like a Halifax kid want to play for the Moosehead. So yeah. that's, you know, that's what they want to do down there is yeah. play NCAA hockey or BU or BC or wherever. So it was, um, yeah, we almost had Jack Eichel, yeah. That would have been. Because then you would have had Eichel. Ehlers. Uh, Timo Meyer. Meyer. Joe came back that year. And Joe, Joe got, came back, yeah, yeah from Joe Tampa. Got sent back, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. What was the conversation like in the summertime in between the year you guys – uh, like beat Quebec. Who did you guys lose? End up losing to Bakemo? Was it again that year? The 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 year after you played Quebec, or no? The year you played Quebec. Who was the next round? Do you know who you played? Ramuski. Uh, not Drakkar. I thought no, it might have been. I thought it was Ramuski. It may have yeah. been Ramuski. I remember Ramuski. Nate got hit hard by the penalty box, and there was a huge scrum, and I thought it was a Ramuski yeah. jersey. Ramuski could have been Ramuski, yeah. Nonetheless, <clears throat> what was the conversation in the summertime in between those two seasons? Was it, okay, we're on the right track, let's not change too much, or let's add a little bit of speed through the middle? What was the conversation like? Do you remember? I don't really remember a whole, like a, a whole lot. In ter- like I was, I remember I was assistant coach, so that would be more maybe a Dom and Cam, Dom and, Cam and Bobby thing, yeah. uh, conversation yeah. in terms of that. But we knew, we knew we had a good team coming back. Obviously, the foundation of of McKinnon, Drewan, you know Marty. Marty was good. Um, yeah, so we we had a we had a good group coming back. We knew, yeah. we knew we were going to be you know good. Um, and we made those trades of, like I said, Adam Stephen McCauley, who had won in St. John. So he... Twice? Know, oh, no, just one. He might have won twice in St. John. Yeah, the, maybe. Two yeah, Mem Cups, yeah, I'm pretty... Yes, yeah. three in total, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So he was uh, he was a huge addition for us, and he was... Um, yeah, that was that was a, a last... Uh, a last-minute trade we made it sort of at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. uh, close to the trade deadline. So he was a, he was a big pickup for us. Just a calming guy who had had the experience that we needed, and he gave us another centerman that was that yeah. was really good, really good yeah. for us. Yeah, and, was, and again another character guy. Like I said, it's you know those guys McKinnon and Drouin were awesome, and Marty and those like our high end guys were mm-hmm. were our high end guys. But you need those like that's how hard it is to win. Mm-hmm. You need uh, you need um, grit grit depth leadership you know you need a lot of that yeah there was so much buzz i remember in that in the city of halifax in the summertime so much buzz yeah just unbelievable we i remember the, i only bought season tickets one year and that was the year don't regret it to this day yeah. so much buzz such a an energy in the city and i remember that was the same summer i'm pretty sure that the blue jays were unbelievable i'm pretty sure that's the same summer that jose hit the the home run bautista Bautista. that was 2015 oh was it a little later yeah. but i think to your point 
that would have been the 20, 2012 or the 2012 year. That was when they were projected to be really good that summer going in. So maybe was that's it? what you're remembering because they had a year where they like made a trade for Dickey and they were projected to be good yeah, I think you're going right, yeah. in. And yeah. that kind of lines up more. And they ended up blowing it. But the hype for the Blue Jays would have been real yeah. during that time, too. And then I'm pretty they sure the Raptors started to get good, too, around that time. Yeah. And then, like, a little bit, then, like, 2014, the Raptors yeah. really started to get good. And then they've kind of carried it on. Yeah. But, yeah, there was... Well, I, I just remember growing up in Halifax. And, were, like, the Mooseheads were always a great team. But there was never, a, ever, a championship team here. The, I've never lived in an era where the Blue Jays almost made the World Series. You know, mm-hmm. the Raptors just won. It's wicked. But I've never felt part of a, a sports community until that year with the Mooseheads when yeah. you guys won. It, it kind of brought the city together in a way. It was really cool to be able to, because we don't have a Montreal Canadiens team here. We don't have a pro team. It, and the Thunderbirds weren't here at the time. It, it was just the first time in my life where everyone had something to cheer about. It was a, it was a yeah. great thing. It was really cool. When you're so when you're so uh, involved in it and deep into it, you don't yeah. realize like the stuff that goes on, you know, or, you know, you know, the restaurants and the downtown core. And, and you know, I, I remember... The uh, the Memorial Cup games being on the Grand Parade down in the on, on the big screen there, yeah. and then the the parade we no, it wasn't a parade but the sort of the celebration we had the after like the people down and like there there must have been I'm gonna say ten to fifteen thousand people there the year it was a hot day it was a super hot day yeah super hot day and I remember we flew back the day before. And it was, it was, yeah. The booze was, are sweating out. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a long plane ride home. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it was. I remember. Uh, I, I loved. Did you listen? You listen to the McKinnon podcast. Yeah, yeah. I loved his answers about how he was pissed off going to the Mem Cup, about yeah. how Jones. He had something to prove. Yeah. I, I still remember. I still remember. Sorry to interrupt there, no, but no. it's that one of the things I remember is uh, we were practicing. It was. I think it might have been our first or second practice, and Portland was on after us. And I remember their guys coming in, and and Nate probably wouldn't remember this. I just remember it as a coach. And I remember, like, uh, Patan and Seth Jones and some of their guys coming in to tape their sticks in the stands, you know, which yeah. everybody does. You go in and tape your stick. And I remember our practice sort of just elevated – Nathan's practice just elevated a little bit, like, we're here. And then it's – you know, just some, just things that I just remember of of that whole experience, and and if you remember, the top prospects game was here that Don Cherry, yep, the, that that year, yep, so I remember. We had, we had hosted the top prospects game, and that was the Seth Jones, all the talk about Seth Jones, and then Nate. and then even Drew Ann was talked yeah. about against Seth Jones. So those three guys there, right? So there was conversation about Drew Ann. Being, yes. one, number one in the draft. Correct. That's what I mean. It was it was uh, it was Drouin versus Jones rather than McKinnon versus Jones and yeah. those those three guys in the in the entire talk like on all that. But that's that's who Nate is. He's just he's a competitor. He's he wants to be the best. Um, you know, I remember ten years ago he couldn't swing a golf club like he was, and now he's now he played in the Nova Scotia Amateur a couple of years Did ago. He? So I didn't know that. yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he's. That's who he is, man. He's a, he's an ultimate competitor and wants to be the best. Yeah, you know, I remember doing team building stuff, whether it was basketball or whatever, baseball. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to win. I admit, like small area games and practice that you do at the end of practice. He yeah. wanted to be the best, and if he lost, he was he was pissed. And that's what I love about him. He's he wants to win, man. He's that's who he is. It's in his blood. Love it. And uh, you know, he's an ultimate ultimate competitor. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> So much fun watching that Mem Cup and watching the compete level just come out of them. It's mm-hmm. like right in front of you. 
Like mm-hmm. on Sportsnet, you're just watching yeah. a, a superstar in the making. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember going into one of the games. The, the I think it was Kiprio. Or who's the who was the reporter on Sportsnet? Kip, no. Yeah, Kip, Kip, Kip Spears, there. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about. I remember the first game. Seth Jones, great, going number one, probably big, solid defenseman. And by the second intermission. I don't know. McKinnon might be going number one, actually. Uh, He just changed the guy's mind in in two periods. Just Mm -hmm. uh, just really crazy. Just unbelievable. Him jumping in the bench. Yeah, Yeah. just iconic moments. (laughs) It's so funny you say that. I looked at that picture today. Yeah, Yeah. it's uh, – that's – that was a lot of fun, yeah, seeing him do that. Yeah, that was his third goal, I think. It was yeah. the empty netter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sort of, yeah. Sort of solidified like, yeah, it. Yeah, it sealed the game, yeah. And I remember when he said, too, he's like, you know, I wish I enjoyed my time with the Mooseheads more. He's like, I was so focused on the NHL, and you see that focus now and how he plays with Colorado. He's just, when you talk, I remember we were talking to Graves, and he's just like, no, it's, it's he's focused. It's, there's no, he, he's a driven individual that, that wants to win, that wants to win mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a, an interesting drive in a person that you don't see very often. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a lot about, uh, you know, it, it's the same for a lot of elite athletes and, like, the best athletes, I find them so focused, like LeBron James or Tiger Woods. Like, they're so zoned in on what they – they want to be the best, and they're they're so yeah. driven to be the best. And you know, I get to see Nate, you know, sometimes skating and stuff like that. He it's, he just wants he wants to be the best all the time. Like yeah. he his effort, his everything. It's special. Yeah, it's great. It's Especially great a guy that's made it. And he's also the thing that I want to kind of bring up is he when he first made it to the NHL, he had a couple of years where he was getting sixty five points and like not exactly like to his own expectations, he said living up to like what he was drafted as. And then he said like something in him switched and he's like, I don't want to be mediocre yeah. in the NHL anymore. Mm-hmm. And then like the next year he went out and got like point per game. And then the next year he got like ninety points and now yeah. he's talked about as like upper with like Crosby, McDavid. Yeah. So even showing that, not a lot of NHL players like have yeah. that dedication to like. Yeah, really yeah. I think he, I think he, there was a lot of learning. And he, he got himself into way better shape and um, in, in, in different things like that. And it takes a while to to adjust to it. And you know, it's like you said. Yeah, I think he's a top five, maybe top three player in the yeah in the world Agreed. right now. So he's he's special. It's sure. interesting. The like I, I, I don't, maybe all three of us can't attest to this, but it's interesting how. There's guys in the NHL that are happy to be there. Then there's guys that want to stay and win a Stanley Cup. You know, if all three of us sit here and we get a $5 million paycheck, are we going to have the same motivation mm-hmm. tomorrow? Who, mm-hmm. well, I can't answer that. I don't, all, yeah. all, none, no. all three of us can't answer yeah. it. And that was post-contract. He, he signed he, you his know? cheap contract. So, he, like, you know, he it's not like he was working for a contract. He was working to yeah. be better for himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like a, good, it's a good mindset to have, for yeah. sure. Yeah. He wants to win. There's no doubt about it. And then you look at a guy like Heischer that just has that mentality as well. But maybe he doesn't show it in a way, but he shows it on the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, I don't How's his English? Is it? Really good. Is yep. it good? Yeah. Yep. I'd love to have him on the, is he, does he come to Halifax ever? I don't in think he's summer? been in Halifax since, since, uh, since he's played here. I know he goes home to Switzerland in the, in the summertime. Yeah, I don't and, blame him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the, both world-class people first. Yeah, they're. Yeah. Who says just know how to recruit him like that? It's good people within the organization, I guess, that just know you got to attest it to Cam, knows how to find people. Yeah, no, that's one thing that that they've we've always done. They've always done theirs. Um, you know, the, the Europeans have been good. Uh, we've drafted, uh, you know, well, and you know, when you get a player like Drouin, obviously Drouin went second overall, second overall that year, and then third. traded third. No. 
to the Q or the to, NHL? To the Q. Oh, Q, sorry, the Q. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. And you know, and, you know, you land him, you land Fukali. I think he was seventh or eighth overall pick that year. Um, so that was a good pick too. He was really good. Really yeah. good. You know, you got to draft well, and you sometimes you got to get a little bit lucky too. Especially in junior, when you're mm-hmm. not dealing with money, or maybe you are, but you, mm-hmm. you're, it's not like the NHL where a guy's going to be there for you know five years. It's yeah. a two-year opportunity, two-year window. Mm-hmm. You got to make it work. Mm-hmm. Especially in a place like Halifax, where you can, I don't know, you do well here. The economy depends on that team. Downtown core, restaurants, bars. Yep, it's a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. Um, is there anything I'm not asking that I should be asking right now that's going on in your life? I think you're good. <laughs> i got to be asking something. Nothing? If you have anything you want to promote? No, I don't think so. So what are you doing the rest of the day? What time is it? 2.20? 2.20. What are you doing the rest of the day? Maybe watch a little hockey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a riveting answer, Midge. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, no. I've already walked the dog. Yeah. So, no. Okay. Probably watch a little hockey. Can I ask about one more story? You don't have, sure. If, if we, don't, we don't have to put this on here if you don't want to, but you the time. It, I'll answer it. Steiny made you go out when you had a toe operation. He yeah. made you play. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Sure. Go for it. Yeah, so I have, uh, I had an, uh, infected ingrown toenails. Okay. So it was just a problem I had forever, it seems like. I remember, like, I had a pair of skates in junior made with an exercise toe caps. Um, came to, came to St. Mary's, had the same issue. And, um, so anyways, the doctor recommended that I don't play. If I get a hit again, it's okay. slap shot. You know how it is. And then, I can't believe Stani told you the story. First of all, <laughs> he texted me this morning. He said, ask him that t- I made him play during the toe so, operation. Yes. So <laughs> anyways, I, uh, had, uh, issues with, uh, infections in my toes and any, and, and Trevor said, you're playing, you got to play, you know, you're you know, you're a big part of our team and you're the captain and all these <laughs> things. So anyways, I ended up playing. Um, the doctors like, you know, you shouldn't play. They had to freeze my feet a couple times to play. And then fall, the fall, Memorial Cup year, the, what you were talking about yeah. in 2001, I think it was. It was ours in 99, 2000? I think it was 2000. 2000, yeah. Ramsey yeah. bid yep. in Brandon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I was playing for St. Mary's and yeah. I had to have, uh, anyways, I had to have some surgery to... Yeah. to get those fixed so but trev did make me play uh, through the pain yeah. get the fuck did, did you see that he's froze you like numbed you up did you feel it while you were skating no that yeah, was did, that was the problem like i you, you know yourself like as a skating if you don't feel your feet you're that's a good point it's not the greatest thing right so yeah but steiny didn't force me to play but he's like we need you and do you talk, re- yeah i don't regret you it know. at all no no love it Loved it, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, Midge, thank you very much. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I figured Steiny would say something like that, yeah. Well, that's yeah. a thing, back-to-back. He's like, as soon as I mentioned that you're coming on, he's like, all right, here's a list. Yeah, he loves that. He yeah. does. Well, he's, I think I followed him back-to-back last time. Did you? Or pretty close. <laughs> and I think I, who, I, you got to get Nogs on here now. I think yeah, that was the three in the row. Nogs, yeah. This, the whole Smew crew. Johnny Greenwood, did you have Johnny Yeah, Johnny on. Close that was then, a great yeah. podcast. I like, he's a he's, a, he's yeah. a cool story. Yeah, I got a lot of time for him. Yeah, yeah, good buddy. I was with him yesterday. What are you doing? Having a couple beers. Yeah, he has a day. Having a couple beers. Are they? The Mooseheads are playing now, right? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're back. They had a day off. They so they were in Cape Breton and had a day off yesterday. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I gotta get out. I, I, I gotta find tickets and just go. Or yeah. get me a Philly jacket. I'll just come in with Philly you. Jacket. Yeah. I'll just pretend it's good. I'll bring a clipboard. <laughs> Get a camera crew or something? Yeah. All right, Midge, you're the man. Thanks for coming on.
Thanks for having me again. Enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy watching hockey. Let me know what you see. Let me know if there's any kids out there that you think are going to make the NHL, and maybe we'll have them on the podcast. Yeah, thanks right. for having me again. All right. Awesome. We're out. Everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Have fun. Work hard. We're out. Peace. Come